I'm Adam. I'm Drew. And I'm John. And you're listening to the Archive. Our ever-growing library of everything, one hour at a time. Guys, you've never seen a street like Sesame Street. Everything happens here. You're going to love it. <laughs> Those were the first words spoken on a little show called Sesame Street. Oh. Yes. Who said them? Uh, Gordon. Really? Yes. Wow. He was the very first. Uh, dang it, that just gave away one of the answers of one of the games we're going to play later. But there you go. There's a freebie <laughs> for you. <laughs> Gordon. All right. Everybody be armed with questions for yeah. everything Adam says. Uh, Gordon was the first uh, character to speak on Sesame Street. Wow. Yes. Um, so, obviously, this week we are talking about Sesame Street. Now, this is the 50th anniversary of Sesame Street. And we'll get into the... In just a few minutes. We're not going to get there yet. We'll get into the... Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, before we do, I kind of want to get just a, a good litmus, you know, a good feel of what everyone's uh, feeling is for uh, Sesame Street. Okay. Uh, we'll start. Do you want to? Do you want to? Maybe introduce everybody. Oh yeah. yeah. Before we. Uh, yeah. Before we get. Yeah. So we got. I mean, everybody. There's John's <laughs> here, and say hi. And, hi. And Drew's here. Hi. Hi. Uh, and we have a special guest archivist. Uh, goes by the name of Mike Westfall. You might have uh, oh, that's good. Ma, 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 Mike Westfall. Yeah. Yeah. So back to my original question. Um I will start. Let's see. Who's the Mike, how old are you? <laughs> I will be turning thirty nine in September. Okay, so he's the. Well, how old are you? <laughs> I will be turning thirty-eight in October. Yeah, so Drew is the youngest. We'll start with Drew. Start with the youngest. Yeah, my favorite thing to do. Uh, what's your? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> do you want to rethink that yeah, statement? Yeah, it, it came out weird. Um, I don't. Want, I don't want to rephrase it though. Okay. Uh, what's your? Uh, what's your feelings on the show? What's your history with it? What's your? Uh, what do you think? I love Sesame Street. Um, I watched it as a kid, of course. Um, the thing that the first time I remember experiencing fear on a really palpable, palpable level was a Sesame street episode. Hmm. Um, and I also have a great love for modern day Sesame street as I now have a two year old soon to be two year old who is a big fan of Sesame street. Awesome. Who's your favorite, uh, character? Can it be a modern character? Yes. Gonger is currently my favorite character on Sesame <laughs> Street. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. I wish I wish listeners could see the hand motion I got for that. It's like a karate chop. <laughs> cool. All right, Mike, I think you're up next. Yeah, I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> what a great response. <laughs> Uh, some of my earliest memories are me just sitting in front of the TV watching Sesame Street. It's 
part of who I am at this point. Um, and it's given me a bigger love for all things Henson and Muppets beyond that as well. But I collected Sesame Street treasury books. I had all kinds of storybooks, all kinds of Sesame Street records and tapes that I would listen to nonstop. Christmas Eve on Sesame Street is the first Christmas special I've ever remember watching. So good. You you you're known for some kind of Christmas special thing, right? It's called a podcast called the Advent Calendar House that starts December first. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's a great podcast. I enjoy it immensely. Uh, hey, thanks. Favorite character? Favorite Sesame Street specific character? I'm probably going to go with. The combination of Ernie and Bert. Nice, I'll I love I it. Love them both equally, and I, and I appreciate you can't the have one without the other. I appreciate mm. the I sort of at younger me kind of gravitates toward Ernie more, but as I'm getting older, I I'm getting more <laughs> appreciation for Bert and everything that he is. I appreciate your unorth- unorthodox uh, ordering of them, Ernie and Bert. I almost always hear them referred to as Bert and Ernie. Hmm. Really? It's a Florida thing. Yeah. yeah. And and if you don't yet do follow Bert on Twitter, it is some of the best oh. Twitter. Oh. Uh, because oh. he'll post pictures of his, his paper clips nice. sometimes. Bottle cap? Uh, I haven't seen any oh, yeah. bottle caps, mm. but sometimes Ernie will uh, troll him on Twitter. Hmm. <laughs> Even it's better. Great. <laughs> like, uh, I think Ernie tweeted once, just practicing my trumpet. <laughs> and Bert was like, Ernie, I'm trying to sleep on Twitter. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I love the fact they're also on Twitter. Like, this, the, the, this yeah. wrapping your head around that, they, yeah. they both probably have Cookie phones Monster now. Cookie on Monsters Twitter. on Twitter. I know, I know Cookie Monster was, but that makes sense for him. He's always been pretty savvy. Yeah. Is Snuffleupagus on Twitter yet? I don't know. Hmm. I don't think so. I like the count on Twitter because all of his tweets are just numbered. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right, John, what do you got for me? Um, I probably come at this with maybe the least amount of knowledge among oh. us, um, or at least the, the the least fertile memory of it. I don't I don't know when I stopped watching it regularly, but I have very little recall when thinking about um, elements of the show. Um, I remember the characters in general, and I remember the the premise and the, the, the vibe of it in general, but I don't remember, like, very many specific segments or, um, or even, like, what my feelings were about it. You know, I remember watching it growing up, but, but I don't remember loving it in any hmm. particular way. Um, but in just sort of uh, a casual uh, recollection, trying to, to dig some stuff out, I asked Chelsea about like Sesame Street and, and how, how big it was in her life. And one of the first things she said was, and that movie. And oh. I immediately knew what <laughs> she meant because I can tell you with absolute certainty that the most traumatic experience I've, I had as a child in a movie theater was watching follow that bird. Yeah. Uh, um, there, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, 
until I watched E.T. as a young adult, <laughs> I had not ever cried as hard and violently as I did in Follow That Bird. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was unprepared for what I experienced the in Blue Follow Bird That of Bird. Sadness. There, well, there were two, there's two things in Follow That Bird that stand out to me as horrific. One is the Bluebird of Sadness. Or Bluebird of Happiness? I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. yeah. It is the but, Bluebird of Happiness. Okay. Well, that's how they market it. Right. right. That's the, uh, <laughs> the, the trade-off there. Uh, but the second one is there's a shot where um, Big Bird is uh, traveling with his adoptive family. The Dodos. The Dodos. And they're all sort of short and squat. And, of course, Big Bird's head sticks out mm-hmm. of the car. And I just remember, uh, like, feeling such a visceral reaction to that. Like, I, I must have been, like, five or six years old. But I knew exactly what they were trying to convey with yeah. that shot. And it hit me in such a vulnerable spot. And I don't even think I really – I don't think I'd really experienced that emotion that – Big Bird was going through, mm-hmm. you know, that alienation. I don't think I'd even experienced it yet at that age, but it was like such a horrific emotion that it resonated like in the future. Like it almost, it, it was like a, a, a premonition of what yeah. I would experience later in life. And I don't like flash back to it or anything, but I just remember like every time I think about it now, it hits me in the gut. Yeah. Wow. The other thing I will say about Sesame Street in relation to my childhood is that uh, at one point, my mom uh, made one of those um, Christmas ornaments that you can, like, bake in the oven. Oh, yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and it was Ernie, and it was decorated, you know, so it had, like, the color scheme and everything that Ernie had, the character had. Um, but since it had been baked in the oven, I just assumed it was a cookie. Oh, no. And Whoa. so I <laughs> took a big bite off oh, of my Ernie's and of course, discovered that it was not a cookie. Uh, so my mom uh, glued glued Ernie's leg back on and hung him on the tree. And there he was every Christmas for a couple of years. And as you do, I think most people do. You you make a sort of a, um, a ritual of breaking out the the Christmas ornaments and yeah. putting them on the tree breaking or whatever. Off Ernie's leg every year. Yeah. Well, I decided <laughs> to add to that tradition the biting off of Ernie's leg because I did it again. <laughs> Like two or three years later. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I knew. I remembered it. I was like, this is not a cookie. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> what, was it one of the ones where it's like got Glass? a, a, a um, outline, like a frame that you're filling with the little crystals? Crystals? Or was it? No, no. This, this, just imagine like a sugar cookie. But it's not a sugar cookie. It's a Christmas ornament. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it, it looks it like... a cookie cutter. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. The one you're talking about, Drew, I remember those. Yeah, frame yeah. Put the little crystals uh-huh. in. And, and I was it. just like, did he take a bite of... That's awful. That yeah. God, that really... <laughs> well, I mean, the, what I actually up. did take a bite of was not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Fair right. enough. Fair. Uh, did you have a favorite character? So I'm trying to... I don't remember who my favorite character was as a child, mm-hmm. but like... In in thinking about it now, the first thing that comes to mind is Guy Smiley. Nice. <laughs> That's a great poll. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I instantly smile thinking about him. Yeah. So I'll go with him as my favorite character. I think I, I didn't say as a kid, I think my fa- favorite character is probably Snuff, Snuffleupagus. 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 There you go. Um, 
as I've alluded to many times, I had kind of a sordid childhood. Yes. And as much as I've ever said anything else was kind of a beacon, Sesame Street was like Why is my... Why so <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sesame Street was my uh, lighthouse in the darkness. It was mm-hmm. where I got the most peace. They were everything to me. Um, I remember being at a, at a some sort of field trip in second grade, and somebody was asking somebody. Some other kids were talking about Sesame Street, and I was like, "Oh, I love Sesame Street." And yeah. Of course, and there's a slow turn. Of like, oh, you know, here we go. Like, I'm about to do something weird, probably. <laughs> and sure enough, I started just like listing characters, just yeah. nonstop. Yeah. And then the, she's, and then all of a sudden, like, so we're in an auditorium, and starts passing. Like, Adam's like, he's like doing this weird thing, and to me, I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I'm just like yeah. spouting out knowledge, and it was like, this guy's a freaking weirdo. That was the general How response. Old were you? <laughs> I don't know. I said second grade, so was it eight? And they were like. Didn't like that you were listing characters? Yeah, they found it super bizarre. Oh, man. Second grade, if I remember back, that's around that age where you're either still into it or I remember people, kids telling me in second grade, that's for babies. So, Oh, man. Maybe it was third grade, but regardless. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah. If I can sort of go off what you're saying, sure. it, you know, it being sort of a lighthouse um, as a as a... Uh, adult watching it now, watching with my daughter, um, the the last five to seven minutes of the show are Elmo's world, mm-hmm. and um, Elmo ends every uh, Elmo's world saying Elmo loves you. Sure, and almost every time I get choked up wow. because I realize as an adult he says that. To the kids who don't necessarily have someone who loves them mm-hmm. or don't have uh, a home that exhibits love in that way in a very outward and very, um, you know, explicit way. Yeah. And so every time he says it, I imagine some kid who doesn't hear that mm-hmm. hearing it and I get really emotional. You're going to make me start getting choked up right yeah. now. Like, um, Louise. And it's, it's so critical it's so important you know and that's i i think it's easy to forget that about sesame street and why 50 years Mm -hmm. to you know on it's i think a very important thing yeah yeah i mean to, to that end it was when my reality was a literal nightmare right daily it was like like it was something i could latch onto and be like i could I'm maybe I'm there right now, really. Yeah, I'm not actually living. And you were and, right. I mean, yeah, as, as I you're watching it, they're like, "Hey, you know, welcome to Sesame Street." They yeah. talk to you, yeah, you know, as if you've just walked onto Sesame Street. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can pick a favorite. Pick a favorite. It's, it's pick a favorite. Because I was like sitting, I'm like, this "We'll pick it for classic, you if you don't pick it." Classic. And then you'll be saddled with our Adam. choice. It's a little different. It's like, it's like who's your favorite? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> any of them. So my initial gut reaction is to say Ernie, and then I'm like, "Ooh, but Snuffleupagus, guess he was pretty good too." And I'm like, "But Kermit's classic, and like Magic Mumford, like why well, can I say no to him?" Mm-hmm. Um, Don Music, I that, it was great. I played piano as a kid, music. so that's and I would do the like never, 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 and like some head on the on the not was, myself, was but, Magic Mumford? Did he talk <laughs> like this? Yeah, yeah, an amazing Mumford. Yes. Get out of here, uh, kid. Peanut butter sandwiches. That was it. 
Uh, Beat count. it, kid. I mean, it just, you it just bother goes on. me. <laughs> Eric, you bother me. Uh, it just goes on and on and on. I, so that in no particular order are my favorites. It's just all. And that's, uh, is that from childhood to now? Do you have... As, uh, as now, uh, so that was childhood. Yeah. Um, I'll put it this way. Um, Cookie Monster is my ways uh, directional guy right now. Um, I have at least two other Cookie Monster, like stuffed animals mm-hmm. and stuff like that, uh, with Oscar probably being a close second. Hmm. Yeah. Those and are, and yeah. are you familiar with Gonger? I don't know who that is. He's, and I love the fact I don't know who that he's is. He's a close personal friend of Cookie Monsters. Nice. Is he an actual Muppet, oh, yes. or is he animated or something weird? He's a Muppet. He's a Muppet. Okay. He is a... Well, and we'll talk about it in part two, but he is yeah. so good. He is like a... Cla- to me, feels like a classic Henson-era Muppet, even though he is not. Right. All right. We got a lot to get through, and I'm <sighs> like, holy okay. crap, we're already... So, let's four, just... Uh, Four-parter. I, I, <laughs> I could talk about Sesame Street probably indefinitely, but I'm going to try to keep it confined. All right. But maybe a three-parter. Have we ever done a three-parter? You could, you could <laughs> talk about Sesame Street in the same way that Dark Sides, <laughs> Omega Beams... We don't have time for this goofiness. Sorry. So, the history of Drew alluded the other day that he's like, I don't know. There's a lot of misconception. I, I about, said there's, yeah, about misconception. Uh, but the Jim Henson created Sesame no, Street. No, no, no. I said about say? his involvement in Sesame ah. Street. I said, oh, hold up, buddy. Yeah, wait, we'll talk wait. about that in the history of, I'm assuming there's a song still going on right now. But, um, so all, this whole thing starts off with a lady named Joan Gans Cooney. Uh-huh. Uh, the year is 1966. Uh, she produces talk shows, documentaries uh, at an educational station uh, called WNDT. Um, Where's this? I, you know, I'm not sure. I want to say New York, but New York. I don't know. Um, somebody can play me and look it up. Some place that had if, TV stations. Exactly. In 1966. Um, she wins an Emmy in 1966 because she did a um, feature about poverty in America. In 1966, she throws a dinner party. Her boss at the station, uh, Lewis Friedman, is there. Uh, experimental psychologist oh. Lloyd uh, Morissette is there. Uh, Morissette happens to be the VP of the Carney Corporation. Um, and his job, uh, coincidentally, was to give out money to organizations that educated poor and minority preschools. Preschoolers. Um, he, didn't, that's, he had given out millions and millions of dollars throughout his career. Uh, so they get to talking, and they're like, you know, because uh, right now television is is commercialized, and it's just about you know sex and violence and noise, and there's kind of one lone beacon uh, for children's programming that's halfway decent, which is Captain Kangaroo. Mm. Everything else is pretty much just a commercial, and they're like, what if it could could television be used to teach children? No. <laughs> And then the party ended. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> uh, or more specifically, disadvantaged children. Um, and so Joan's like, that's a good, 
I wonder about that. So she goes and does some research and writes this paper called The Potential Uses of Television in Preschool Education. And she presents it to WNDT. Says, hey, do you want to like, do we want to make a piece off of this or, you know, let's make a, do something with it. And they're like, no, no. good. Yeah, they, no. <laughs> no. And she's like, uh, cool, I quit. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So Morissette uh, said, hey, why don't you come here and work with me? So she starts this working at the, the Carnegie Corporation. Carnegie. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she goes and works with Morissette at the Carnegie Corporation. Um, she starts getting some traction, gets some grants. Um, her and Morissette start talking about, okay, let's, let's go ahead and create a show. Let's do this. Um, it would spread the value of education. All right? Yeah. Um, let's put in some cultural references. Let's have celebrities come on uh, to encourage older siblings and, and parents to watch the show with, mm. with the kids. So that was a uh, plan from the outset. Very get-go. Huh. Yeah, because they're controlling the TV anyway. Sure. The kids aren't controlling it. Right. Um, yes. and you know what? Let's put a little, let's put a little humor in there. For the, for, for the adults who have to watch this thing. Yeah. You know? But not for kids, because um, we don't care about it. Well, kid, the kids will find, but the adults will get, not adult humor, but humor towards adults that'll be like, ah. Like I a, see that. Like a, like a song parody mm-hmm. for yeah. kids, but they don't know it's a parody, and the adults Dumb are like, kids. that's clever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know what? Commercials, right? Like yeah, commercials. commercials. So between our educational things, we'll put educational commercials. What? Mm-hmm. That's the. This ticket. is like stuff that they're like planning for this show, uh-huh. right? You can commercials. S- kind of see where this is going. Instead of selling sure. things, they're teaching things. So, <laughs> so the they put together this proposal, uh, present to the Cargity Corporation, and they're like, "No, <laughs> uh, here's a million dollars. Oh, go oh. for it." Yeah, just like that. Yes. million dollars. Thank you very much. Man, it was much. a lot easier to get money in the 60s. <laughs> Tell you what. Um, and so with this million dollars, they created the... Electric Company. That came later? No. The Children's Public... Oh, yep. Children's oh. Broadcast... Uh, Mike, you got this? The Children's Television Workshop. That's it. Ah. Yay. The great CT... <laughs> <laughs> Weird reaction. They create CTW, <laughs> the Children's Television Workshop. Um, Joan was named the executive director. Yeah. That's and uh, uh, I don't know which newspaper this was, but it, it ran a column that literally read, a charming woman has brains, too. Oh, boy. Wow. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> we'll put a picture of that. 1960s, bad. everyone. Yeah, we'll put a picture of that in the show notes, because it is like, you look. I had to read it like four times. It's real, but it's like... A charming woman has brains. Imagine this, gents. (laughs) (laughs) Have we got one for you today? Not only does this dame have looks, she's got brains, too. And we're giving her a million dollars to make a program for our children who can't think right. Look out, fellas. The world's about to change, at least on television. (laughs) (laughs) But don't worry. (laughs) We're bringing in a man to execute. <laughs> um, Here comes Joan now. <laughs> Before she... <laughs> first things first, get that hair looking right, Joan. <laughs> now, I heard you have brains. <laughs> Enough of that. Where's the charm? <laughs> Where's your charm? 
Oh, man. Okay, so they got this idea, right? There was an idea. They <laughs> <We got laughs> did not even mean to do that. got to retire that. I know, it's Damn terrible. you, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> uh, but they're like, okay, if we're going to do this show, uh, you know, we can think about how to do this, but what if we actually uh, get some professionals? Like, see what see what... What's going on in, yeah, in uh, childhood education and psychology, uh, childhood development? Um, so they conduct five three-day seminars in both New York and, and, and Boston. And these are like in-depth, like get everyone who's anyone in children's uh, education and psychology to okay. talk and let's just figure out what's going on. What's the, what could we take from all that? And put into our show. Mm-hmm. Did you have a question, John? No, 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 no. no. I was, was going to ask you to clarify, but you did. Okay. At this, uh, one of these conventions, uh, Cooney meets a 32-year-old man mm. by the name of... Frank Oz. No. Oh. <laughs> Dave Golez. Good answer, but no. Mike? <laughs> it's Jim Henson. It is Jim Henson. <laughs> oh. um, James Henson. No, <laughs> Jim Henson. I mean, yes, but no. Right. Well, why am James Henson? Um, now Cooney knew about his his work with. What had he done at this point? We'll get to that in just a second. Okay. Um, and literally, but Cooney was familiar with. Yes, was familiar with him. Um, and she uh, she decided that they could quote make do without puppets on the show they're putting oh, together. Oh, Joan. So much for those <laughs> famed brains. <laughs> but then Say, again, woman. They didn't. No puppets. <laughs> well, Jim will have something to say about that. <laughs> You're a man, Jim. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think there should be puppets. <laughs> well, they heard it here folks. heard it first, folks. There's going to be puppets on the show. Sorry, Joan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it happened. <laughs> um... So they uh, spend the next two years working on all the information they gathered to put together this show. And uh, Henson is involved at this point? Well, I'm glad you asked that, because now we're going to do a brief history Whoa. of Jim Henson and Sesame Street. Huh. Okay. Gosh, now we're two in. Yes. Yeah. We're inceptioning the thing. Mike is just <laughs> giddy. He's like <laughs> smiling. I was dancing to the... 60s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 1968, Henson Associates um, was known for making fun, entertaining commercials. That was what he was. He did. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Were they doing those coffee commercials? Com- coffee, um, computers. Uh, the La Choy Dragon. Yeah, I mean, oh, all okay. kinds of... Okay. I'm sorry? The La Choy Dragon, right? Uh, maybe. I'm not familiar with it. I would. I will trust that Mike Westfall is correct. Yeah. I, yes, that absolutely. is a good point. <laughs> um, and almost all these commercials had Muppets in them. Um, he would have the Muppets go on variety shows and do skits. He what would, a uh, marvelous era. I yes. know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I saw a commercial with a puppet or Muppet. In oh, it. man. Actually. Oh, there was that. Was the, it was the, not Priceline, but there was some travel thing. What was where that it was like, pet? What was that dog? Petco or what? No, no it was like, com. like a puppet guy, a puppet version of a guy who was like, I can stay at home all day and work on my computer and uh, I don't know, whatever. But it's been recently, is my okay. point. Um, but just the the thought of, I mean, one, variety shows, but yeah. two, like, pup, like 
Muppets on variety shows. Yeah. You know? Um, he made uh, two pilots for this for a Muppet TV show he thought of, he thought of doing um, that didn't get picked up. Um, now, I don't know, know much about Jim Henson, but he was actually mostly into experimental film. Mm-hmm. That he was, and if some of his stuff is brilliant. Um, that has nothing to do with the Muppets at all. I love it. Um, he was basically just using the Muppets as a means to an end to get into the biz, mm-hmm. as they say. Um, there's a dude named Jim Stone. Mm. Jim Stone was one of the uh, eventual producers of Sesame Street. Mm. Um, Jim Stone and Henson worked together uh, in the mid-60s in a couple projects, and Stone began inviting Henson to the CTW meetings. <coughs> Gives input on things. Uh, Jim Henson was a very shy person, so he mostly would just kind of sit there and just, you know, yeah. listen and chime in every once in a while, but he wasn't really involved much. And then somebody had the idea of like, hey, why don't we have him bring his Muppets on, on, on the show? And people start getting really, really excited about this. They're like, oh, they're zany, and it's great, and the kids will love it, and yada, yada, Joan yada. is just like curling well, even, up. And- so uh, <laughs> Joan actually, like... As she thought about it, she's like, actually, yeah, this sounds pretty good now that you guys are all saying this. Mm-hmm. But there was somebody who was not keen on the idea. Jim Walt Hen- Disney. Jim Henson. <laughs> Walt Disney. <laughs> Jim uh, Henson was not keen Jim on the Henson idea. Jim Henson was not keen on this idea at all. Um, because he wanted the Muppets to be on primetime television. Right, oh, right. Um, and he right. thought putting the Muppets on a preschool show would shoehorn the idea that Muppets and Puppets are just for oh, children. Right, right. right. Get over yourself, Jim. <laughs> Jeez. Um, <laughs> but he also fully believed in what Joan was trying to do and loved the fact that it was kind of experimental. Right. And that's that was his jam. Right. So... Uh, he also figured that due to the time frame and the uh, children's television was not really a thing. Right. So he thought, eh, this probably lasts like a month or two, <laughs> and I can go back to what I want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he cuts the deal. Fifty um, percent of all the royalties for the show. Whoa. One hundred percent control of any Muppets he creates for the show. Um, and okay. I'm I'm on board. Let's go ahead and do this. Now, royalties. So is that just based on, like, syndication payment? or No, because I don't... I mean, 69 or 68 at this point, I don't think there was much of that. Well, but I mean, like, so... So, like, if they sold some merchandise, something like that, he would get half of it. Okay. Um, But part of the deal was that the other half could only go to CTW. Right. It wouldn't go anywhere else. Ah, gotcha. Um, And, uh... So they did, okay, yeah, okay, I'm bored. Let's go ahead and do this thing. Um, we're going to fast forward a little bit in 1972. Mm. Um, uh, Henson, uh, he's like, okay, doing this Sesame Street thing for yeah, few years Yeah, this now. is one long month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> month? <laughs> well, you because said... he said he was only going to do it for a month, and then oh, eventually right. he'll... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, he thought it would only last for a month or two. Yeah. Yeah, so now we're three years into this thing, and it's, and it's I'll get to it later. Jeez Louise, hold on. This thing is phenomenon. Yeah. It is huge. We'll talk numbers in a little bit. But um, he's like, okay, well, that's been great. But I really want to get the Muppets on prime time. Like, that's what I want to do. Prime time. So he makes a couple Rise. one-off specials. Um, 
that got mixed uh, okay reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, okay, you know, maybe that's that worked out pretty well. Uh, hey, Frank, Oz. <coughs> hey, Richard, Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, what? <laughs> um, let's uh, let's go ahead and. Uh, Is that how Jim Henson addresses people? I assume so. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and make a let's let's make a prime time variety show featuring the Muppets. And let's let let's do it. Let's just put it out there and let's shop it around and see who's interested in. Um, and no, and almost immediately, <laughs> um, he was again. This is seventy-two. He started getting rejected over and over and over and over again because, hey, you've proven, Jim Henson, that puppets and Muppets are for kids. Oh, no, what are you doing? Right. Like, we don't want to buy this dumb show. It won't go anywhere. Oh, no, Muppets are for kids. <laughs> wow, what Gee. a Faustian pact he yeah. entered yeah. into. Um. So for almost two years, he went around trying to pitch this show, and it got nowhere. And it, during this time, he's still actively involved in Sesame Street. Very much so. Okay. Yes. yes. So, so now we're at 1970, uh, late 73. Uh, so now he's been doing the show for four, four years. And um, he gets some FaceTime with a uh, young, uh, low-level executive at, at ABC. <laughs> and yeah, uh, <laughs> I think Mike might have might know who this is. I think you two are gonna be absolutely blown away right here. Yeah, probably. But uh, uh, don't say it, Mike. But do you know who I'm talking about? I know exactly who you're talking. Yes. About. So he gets in front of this guy and he pitches the show. Mm-hmm. You know, for the umpteenth trillionth time, and this guy's like, "Yeah, okay, that could work. Let's do it." His name. Was Michael Eisner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Iron Mike Eisner. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Jim. <laughs> so I've got this idea for. Hello. <laughs> He's going to keep interrupting me and say hello. Hello. <laughs> I think he'd kick That's out of that. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Now, again, we're jumping like down a little bit here to our next episode, but you can see also where the seed uh-huh, has now been planted uh-huh. for oh, years boy. later. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is 73 when this happened. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so they make this Valentine's Day special. Uh, they released it in 1974. Got pretty darn good reviews. If I might, Please. if you want to know more about the Valentine's Day special... You can mm-hmm. listen to the episode devoted to it on Advent Calendar House Podcast. Yes. That's correct. I don't think I've heard that one yet. You know where you can find it? In the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the most recent episode. It is the most recent one. So, listen to the Advent Calendar House Valentine's Day special. Yeah. Does pretty darn well. Muppet Show gets greenlit. Yay! And green lit. It isn't easy being greenlit. Yeah, the case in point. How long did it take him to do that? Is that a weed reference? (laughs) No, it's the song. (laughs) Greenlit. Adam's not very familiar with the Muppets. (laughs) It's a joke, you goof. Um, Anyway, so 1975 Muppet Show goes on, on, on the air. Yeah. Everything else works out perfectly for Jim Henson. Okay, so what what does this mean for Jim Henson in terms of his relationship with Sesame Street? Uh, well, he leaves, of course. <laughs> uh, 
Nothing at all. Uh, if anything, it's it's even better because now he has to get hire more puppeteers for this other show that he can also use over on Sesame Street if yeah. he wants to. Okay, so he's still same arrangement. He's getting fifty percent of the profits, mm-hmm. and he has creative control over the the content of Sesame Street. Correct. Do you know? Well, um, no, 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 no. Not the crit. Not over the content. Just the Muppets. The, any Muppets he creates, he regains control. Okay, of so he's he's not really the. The voice of Sesame Street. Not in the slightest. Okay. Nope. If all anything, right. he has nothing to do with that at all. Okay. Or very, very little. And that's the sort of what I was referring to when I when I said I believe there's a misconception around sure. his involvement yeah. um, with Sesame Street. Because um, I certainly held that misconception until recently digging in, even before. You would we, often call it Jim Henson Sesame Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a question for you. Yeah. Has had Kermit the Frog appeared on Sesame Street, or was he even created by this point? I know that sort of there's hints of Kermit in those early coffee commercials and mm-hmm. stuff, but um, have any Muppets that would appear in the Muppet Show? Did any of them appear on Sesame Street prior to the Muppet Show? Good question. Sort of a uh, proto Kermit, uh, our first originated on a show called Salmon Friends. Okay. Um, yes. That uh, Henson did way, way back when. Yeah. But I'm so glad you asked that question, Drew, because gosh, what a great Uh-oh. segue into a little thing let's call Alistination. Alistination. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Okay. So. I didn't think we'd do an Alistination. Oh, you did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll be surprised if he's the only one. We're going. You shut your face. (laughs) 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 We are going to do an listenation of, and listen carefully to what I'm saying here. Okay, well, listen carefully. Muppet characters from season one of of Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Muppet characters from season one of Sesame Street. Okay. Now we're gonna mix this up a little bit. Because if you can guess accurately a Muppet that was in the first episode of Sesame Street, you will gain a life. Oh, that's fun. Wow. All right. Mike's giving a thumbs up. So um, I originally was only going to do like main ones, but there's actually not as many as you might think. So we're going to go with any Muppet. There may be some tricky ones in there. <laughs> um, that was on season one. Bonus points, uh, extra it's lives if it's one. episode one. But you get a state. I think this this character was first episode. Okay, you have to. Yes. Okay, gotcha. All right. Um, we'll start with the youngest, as I like to do. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to come out swinging. Go ahead. And I'm and I feel like this is going to really bite me in the ass, but I'm going to say episode one. Ooh. Big Bird. Correct. Oh, yes. Nice. I got a life. <laughs> so I got to make a little notation. Yeah, make this. a notation. But a 1D for one Drew. All right. Mike. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Oscar the Grouch. Correct. Missed out on the extra life as he was also in the first episode. That's okay, though. Don't. Mike, you can't nod. The listeners can't hear that. Oh, you don't get the extra life if he was in the first episode? No, no. You got the state. You didn't You didn't say, and I'm... Oh, because he was orange? No. <laughs> no, no, no. You had to literally say, first episode, 
Oscar the Grouch. Oh. I think you give it to him. Okay. I think you give it to I, him. Now, I will... Because that wasn't clear. Just, hold on. Yes, just Oscar be honest. Did, did, did you know that he was in the first episode? He just said yes. it. Yes. I will give it to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> almost an even bonuser point because he knew he was orange in the first episode. Yeah. So he gets two bonus points No, for I that? said almost. John, John goes, he, he just said Oscar it. Oscar is like bright neon orange in this first episode, and it's just glorious to go back and see it's like is he otherwise still the same design yeah mostly his neck is a little longer big bird looks insane big bird looks nutsoid it's scary like imagine big bird and like chop off moose of his head yeah it's totally weird. And he talked like derp, derp, derp. like it's some, he would make those noises. He make like yeah. derp noises. Huh. It's super weird. He would make derp noises. He literally he'd go like derp, derp, derp. close to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, John. Right. Uh, oh, just fun fact. Uh, Oscar uh, later on said he went to. I think it was. I think it was swamp muck mucka something or other. Muddy mucky, I think. Yeah, uh, swamp muddy mucky. And he's actually just covered in moss and mold. And if he would ever bathe, he would be orange again. Oh, but he never will. I like that's that. Fun. Yeah. yeah. That's canon. Wow. Huh. All right, John, what do you got for me? Uh, Cookie Monster. Correct. Whoa. Lost Whoa. out on the point for being first episode. Was he? So he was. Um, with a caveat that he was proto-Cookie Monster. Right. So Cookie Monster wasn't the first. He episode. wasn't identified as Cookie Monster. Correct. Okay. Um, he actually was not identified as Cookie Monster until episode eleven. Wow! But he was still exactly he was who the same you, character. Yeah. He just didn't um, have a name. Uh, correct. Per se. Okay. Um, for and this is for all three of you. Mm-hmm. Um, for a extra extra bonus life, what is Cookie Monster's actual name? Sid. Correct. Whoa. <laughs> or at least he thinks his name was Sid. He doesn't quite remember. He thinks it's like Sid or Sydney or something. Huh. Yeah. Is there a story behind that? Uh, he was being interviewed there was once. There a song behind it. Whoa. Yeah. I don't remember what song it was. Yeah. <laughs> but he was also being interviewed once, and they said, you know, like, Cookie Monster's kind of an odd name. What's your, you know, somebody said, oh, jokingly, yeah, what's your real yeah. name? He's like, well, I don't, me not know. Sid? Sydney? Something like that. So uh, is there a reason for Sid, though, like I behind the scenes? I think Frank Oz like, just came up with just... it on the spot. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So I was basically put down Sid until episode 11, in which case he was uh, renamed oh, Cookie Monster. Okay. So so John got that one, and then Mike got extra life for that one. Man, Mike's got two extra lives right now. He's the one who doesn't need any. And that's true. <laughs> All right, Drew, back around to you. Okay, so I don't know like said, because I don't know a lot of who was and wasn't in season one. Yeah, right. So so far we've we've established Big Bird, Big Bird Oscar, Oscar and, Cookie, and Monster. Cookie Monster, and all three first episode. Right, right, right. Okay, well, ah. Uh, This is so hard because, like, I want to seem cool. I want to seem like I know, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. don't know. So I'm going to just guess. And this is, I'm not going to qualify for a step episode okay. on this. Okay. I do have a life. I've just remembered I have a life. So I can throw caution to the wind and guess Grover. Correct. What? Yes. Not first episode. Season one. Season one. 
Now, get this craziness. First of all, Proto Grover mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, had been dis. Lo- lo- <laughs> they've been lurking around in, on, on the show, doing certain things and talking and whatnot. Um, Grover, as we know, and Proto Grover had like sort of like kind of angrier eyes mm-hmm. and wasn't quite an anything Muppet because he was still like conversing with actual uh, characters and whatnot. Sure, um, but Grover, official Grover, did not show up until episode. 125. Whew. Wow. Of season one. There are 125 episodes in season one. There's 130 episodes in season one that are all an hour long. Almost every wow. season of Sesame Street has 130 episodes. Hmm. But we'll get to that later. Mike, you're up. Oh, um, Ernie, and I think he might have been first episode too. Correct, Ernie. First episode. Does he get another life for that? He does get another life for that. <laughs> he doesn't need them. <laughs> I guess you could donate them if you wanted to. He just it's, said it. It's your life. So currently, uh, Drew is one it's extra you. life. That uh, was me. Mike has three extra lives. <laughs> um, and uh, just stomping on that shelf for eternity. Yeah. Um, all right, John. Uh, I'm going to say snuffle up. I guess. Incorrect. Wow. John is out. Here, have an extra life. Hey. All right. Thanks, Mike. Drew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, one of these is real obvious. Well, I was going to say, if Ernie was in season one, episode one, Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw caution to the wind again and say that Bert is also in season one, episode one. Correct. Extra life for Drew. Two lives. Two lives. (laughs) <laughs> I'll give you a hint. There's only one more Muppet that was in episode one. All right. That we've not oh, seen yet. I wonder if I know. Jo- uh, no, uh, Mike. Jono. <laughs> hey, Jono. It's Mike's turn. <laughs> <laughs> See, and here's where I'm going to run into trouble. Uh, I'm going to guess Harry Monster. Incorrect. Oh. Harry Monster was not in season one. One of oh. your lives is gone. I had that one on deck as well. I'm glad I didn't use John. it. John. Uh, the Count. Incorrect. Who I was going with the Count next. Count, I think mean, it show up till season three or four. So, so there's you're saying there's one left that was season one, episode one. Correct. And there's still one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine more. That was season one. Okay, I'm not gonna. This is. I'm just gonna say this is season one. Telly Monster. Incorrect. Damn. Telly Monster show up till oh. season ten. You goof. I lost Whoa. a life. Really? Yeah. Mike. Hmm. We're only talking Muppets now, right? Correct. Ooh. Um, maybe Prairie Dawn? I like where you're thinking, but you're incorrect. You are. Ooh. Yeah, that's another life gone for you. Mm. Prairie Dawn was not in season one. But he likes where you're thinking. John. Oh, wait, out. are you out? You're out. Sorry, buddy. Drew. <sighs> okay. Let me think about this. So Grover shows up in season one. He does. And Grover has, well, Grover is somewhat of an antagonist to another Muppet on that show. Mm-hmm. I don't know this Muppet's name is the problem. <laughs> and I'm skeptical that this Muppet even shows up in season one. 
but I'm gonna try and and say that the guy. I, is, before you start getting all goofy on me, I need names of characters. Okay, you can say I, the Blue Muppet, and man, that's okay. Gonna say then I can't that guess. Not say anything. Then I, I can't guess him because I don't know his name. Right. So okay, instead of that, uh, yeah, season one, I'll I'll take a wild guess here and say Kermit. Kermit the Frog, correct. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> Episode one. Whoa. He basically, on the Muppet segments, was almost the entire first episode. Wow. Yeah. He, he was trying to introduce and give a big speech on the letter W, and it uh, kept on getting uh, foiled. Uh, first nice. by Proto Cookie, um, then by the, the letter W attacking him, and then I can't remember what happened the third time he tried to do it. Maybe it actually worked out the third time. Huh. Yes. So I wish you'd said first episode, but you did not. So, Man, so do I. Gosh. Okay. Mike. Uh, well, is the letter W considered a Muppet? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering that as well. Uh, I can't believe I forgot Kermit. Or it just... I don't know. Um, do I want to cheat and just take Drew's answer of the, the fat blue one that I think is named Johnson? Um... I mean, you can if you want to. <laughs> I don't think he's season one, though. Uh, I don't think he got his uh, restaurant gig yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was actually the, uh, All right. the uh, patron well, of the Harry restaurant. Gone wasn't there. Maybe Betty Lou might have been. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, sir. Oh. Betty Lou, first season. Drew. What? Who's Betty Lou? Betty Lou looks a lot like Prey Dawn, only Betty oh, Lou has uh, pigtails and is a little more... Um, uh, energetic. Okay. Season one, how many left? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Jeez. eight. Eight left. Uh, Some of these, you're going to kick yourselves when you hear. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Two-headed monster? Incorrect. Not season one. Is that all my lives? You are out, my friend. Oh, I'm out, out. I had two lives. Oh, you're right. Yeah, so you you've out. You're out of lives now. Okay, so, so you have, one. You have one okay. chance left. Mike still has an extra life floating around up there. <laughs> Mike, guy smiley. Correct. Drew, you said it was your favorite. No, I, I said oh, John. Was John, you said it was your favorite. You didn't even <laughs> guess him. Guy smiley, season one. Yes, Drew. I'll guess. Uh, was it Don Music? Don Music was not in season Damn. one. Damn! You are officially out, my friend. Damn! A famous line by a Muppet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Raphael. Yeah, Raphael. <laughs> Jerk. Damn! I lost a side, but I get it back and get it back! <laughs> <laughs> Mike, do you got any more off the top of your head you can guess? Um, you do got that extra line. Was that a Professor Hastings around in season one? Or Professor was Hastings was season one. Yes, sir. Wow. Hey, nice. Right. That's a deep cut right wow. there. Did deep anybody cut. say Bert? Yes. Yeah. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I picked yeah. up on the Ernie. Professor career. Hastings yeah. was a, <laughs> his whole shtick was, it was voiced by Frank Oz to kind mm-hmm. of get you in the mood of this thing. Um, he, he would speak very dully on topics until he himself fell asleep. That's great. It was like Ben Stein before Ben Stein was. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did not make it past season one. Oh, only 130 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? You got Mike 
I'm going to zip through the list here. I can't think of anybody. Was Sam the Robot? Does he count as a Muppet? Uh, that is season uh, 10 also, I believe. Um, Give us the list. Little Bird. Oh, Big little bird. bird? Little Bird. Mm. Yes. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite Muppets of all time, Roosevelt Franklin. Roosevelt oh, Franklin. I have a little tiny Roosevelt Franklin on my desk at work. There hey. you go. He's great. Uh, very honorable. Roosevelt Franklin was um, kind of controversial. Um, he spoke in like scat mm. uh, talk and uh, the African-American community were like, eh, we don't know so much about this guy. Yeah. And he lasted only, I think, three seasons. Um, when uh, the original uh, I, the original guy who played Gordon uh, performed and voiced him. Mm-hmm. The original character of Gordon. There has been how many people played Gordon? Is this a list of nation? This is not an list of nation. <laughs> I didn't know this. <laughs> three, I think. Uh, you're close. Four. Uh, no. Uh, it is. It is two. Four. That's Roosevelt Franklin. Huh. Really? Yes. Four. Four different actors that played. Really? Yes. Now Roscoe Orman, um, who you probably know as Gordon, yeah, played him the majority. He still appears uh, sometimes on Sesame okay, Street to this yes. day. Yeah. Chelsea has met him. That's really awesome. Yeah, yeah that's she met him at the mall in Cape Girardeau, and uh, I guess she was like six years old or so. And oh, okay. she, uh, but yeah, she was. <laughs> this you, was not can recent. You imagine <laughs> being oh, I know. six and meeting Gordon. He like <laughs> he uh, or she. She had a brand new Grover T-shirt that she wore specifically to meet. Uh, oh wow! Oh, so it was like a, a thing. He yeah, was he was like appearing, yeah, making an appearance. He wasn't just shopping. Moment. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and he has commented and liked on a few of my responses to. He's his... talked about Chelsea. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will every once in a while, like, he'll post something and be like, oh, that's really cool, or something like that. And he has more than once been like, thank you, Adam. And, like, wow. the first time it happened, I legit cried. Like, nice. I was like, oh, <laughs> my God, Gordon just said, thank you, Adam, to me. Wow. Like, so, wait, is this the deal. Gordon yes, that, is, that we're all familiar with? Yes. Fucking show. Yes. Yep. All right. Um, <laughs> move through this list. That's my Finish Gordon. It off. Um, Lefty the Salesman. Oh, he was season one. He was season one. He was a green Muppet that would often try to sell uh, Ernie things. There was a famous song, Would You Like to Buy an O? <laughs> oh, that, yeah, yeah. That sounds Would familiar. Would you like to buy an O? Round <laughs> and neat. Looks just like a donut. It's good enough to eat. It'll cost you just a nickel. A nickel! Shh. A nickel! A nickel, <laughs> right. So buy a soul and take it home tonight. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to say his name wrong. I know. Bip. Bipadada. You would know him as the uh, Manamana guy. Oh. Wow. First season. He shows I had, up. See, I had Manamana on my head. I'm like, no, I'm thinking of the first episode of The Muppet Show. He was here, too. He, uh, the original version of Manamana was on Sesame Street. Huh. Whoa. And it was Manamana dip, dip, bididip. Oh, not doot, doot. And it was doot, sung doot, by doot. two little girls. Um, no, um, oh, he didn't even get involved. No, he did the. Okay, he was the manamana. Okay. And those two little girls went dip dip mm. dip instead of two Muppets. This is instead of the two little, yeah. I'm a big fan of the original manamana. <laughs> <laughs> um, right up the list, we got Granny Bird, Big Bird's which grandma. Was just yes, but it was just uh, Big Bird in essentially drag. Yeah. who spoke to Big Bird off screen. Huh. Um, <laughs> and uh, finally, we have Granny Fanny Nestle Road. 
<laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen the actual Muppet of that character, but I've seen her in storybooks. There you go. Oh. Um, yeah, she would do a segment of, like, Ask Granny, and she would answer questions to bizarre results. All right. We're going to do a secondary. You're a jerk. Um, <laughs> a listination. Okay, this is going to be Human Characters Season 1. Oh, God. Now, you think, oh, God, but I'm going to give you a little hint. It's everyone. There are seven answers to this. Oh, that's a hint? Okay. Yes. I as only in, know four, so. And, and yet again, bonus oh, life for Episode 1. Okay. And I'll even give you a further hint. Out of the seven, only... Uh... Oh, shoot. Hold on a second. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, no. Two seconds. Uh, We just discovered an eighth. (laughs) (laughs) I just need to... Nope, I was wrong. Uh, All seven of these are in episode one, so there you go. Okay, so there's no bonus. There's no bonuses. This is a straight-up old-school listenation. All right. So um, uh, we'll we'll go with Mike last because he won last round. So let uh, uh, let John go first. Uh, Gordon. Correct. Drew. Mr. Hooper. Correct. Mike. Bob. Correct. John. Maria. Damn. Incorrect. Oh, you are out. That's the, that's the only thing I had left. <laughs> <laughs> Drew. Was Maria. Um... I guarantee you, out of the four, there's three you've never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> I think out of the seven, Is that a there's five I've never heard of. Um... You've heard of Gordon, Bob, and Mr. Hooper. I know you have. Uh, Bob, I can't. I don't have a face. He is like, okay, whatever. <laughs> That's surprising to me. Uh, I don't know. I have nothing. I could say a name, Steve. Incorrect. Steve was not told season 12. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, you got anything left? Susan. Susan, Gordon's oh. uh, girlfriend. Oh, they weren't married at the time? Oh, wait, no, you're right. They were married. They were married. They were married. Yeah, okay. good scandalous. Uh, the other three <laughs> were uh, Buddy and Jim, which were yeah. Mike's giving the what the hell? They were a um, Bob was trying to hang a picture, and he's he's talking to Gordon. I think I know he's talking to Gordon. He's like, hey, wouldn't be, you know, we're hanging this picture. My my friends, Buddy and Jim, they would be so weird if they tried to hang it. And it cuts to the segment of these two, like, bumbling goofuses mm-hmm. uh, who were trying to hang a picture frame and failed miserably. And Buddy and Jim uh, would be on and off in the first season. They'd always be like, you know, if Buddy and Jim did this, it would, might look something like this. And cut to these two guys who would just fail miserably at doing something. It sounds kind of like a proto-Mr. Noodle. Yes. That's what I was thinking as he was describing it. Um, Buddy and Jim only lasted one season where they were then replaced by, I think, like two other random, like, like, uh, Dolts. Jennifer and Mike. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Um, <laughs> That's right. I was on Sesame Street. And then, <laughs> Imagine and then, Mike Westfall <laughs> tried to do this. Uh, and then season three, they were again replaced by another two random huh. people, and then they stopped the whole bit because. No one cares. Oh, so it was still the same bit. Same bit, different people. Gotcha. Huh. Um, the final person um, was named, uh, I think it's Jenny. Uh, Jenny drew pictures. She actually was on the show for four or five seasons, um, believe it or not. Hmm. 
I didn't know the hell she was before I was doing this research. So, let's get back to uh, our actual... Adam? Yes, sir. I just want to point out that we are at the hour mark. Oh, God, I'm not even close. I'm not even close to being we done We could yet. make this a three-parter. We could do the fabled three-parter. This would be the first. Yeah. I mean... Is this... It, would this be a good stopping point? We basically... We've got the origins. We've got the first season. We've got the first episode. It's established well, we as a success. Well, we only got to the first episodes because you nicely segued. We, in our timeline yet, we're not even at the first episode yet. We've just agreed that Henson's like, I'm on board. Oh, okay. And then we segued into the history of Henson, and we segued into the hallucinations. Yeah, we, we jumped we're, way ahead. We're not even... Mm. At the, it, it hasn't even launched yet. That's where we are. We haven't talked about even like the rest of the 70s or even the 80s. Well, I let me let me posit this as yeah. a possible episode one, the sixties. I mean, technically, that would be correct. Yeah. Right, the sixties of Sesame Street. Yeah. Episode two, seventies and eighties. Yeah. Episode three, the 90s modern era. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with that. If you guys are okay with that, sure. I'm okay with that, and and hopefully, Mike, you know, if you're able, you can join us for one or more of those. Thank you for joining us for this one. Yep. Yeah. So hey, thank you for surprising. <laughs> I had no idea we were talking about. This. Uh, what do you mean surprising you? Yeah. Be sure to tell your son, like in honor of his birthday, you got to talk about Sesame Street. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> thank you for falling asleep early, kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to know this episode was brought to you by the letter H. Hey. And uh, by the number one for the first part. <laughs> nice. Sesame Street. Nice.